What a joy it is to be able to come into your home today or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. We're so appreciative of your letting us coming. We know that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. So without much ado, let's go into the Word. So the very thing that the enemy designed to trip you, God is going to use to elevate your story because that's how we're going to know that God is with you. Uh-uh. Grace is an invisible coat that God puts on you that makes life work for you. Make, it makes people like you without any known reason. It makes people use their gift, their talent, and their resources help you succeed in life. That's grace. May God grace you. May God grace you. Interesting to note that there's some things that the Bible says that if the believer will watch out for, the child of God will be cognizant of, we can immunize ourselves from poverty. Child of God, there's nothing good about not having enough money. That's what poverty is. If you bring out a sheet of paper and you write down who will be blessed, if you have no money, you will come up with one name, Lucifer. You bring out another sheet of paper and you write down who will be blessed if you have a lot of money. Think about ministries that you can help. Think about orphanages that you can help. Think about the less privileged that you can help. So there's no need being weird or super spiritual about it. You need money. Hello, somebody. You cannot even be a good parent if you don't have money. You need it. So, so, so no need trying to scripturalize what you need. The Bible says, listen, it's in your Bible, that, that if you cannot take care of your family, you're worse than an infidel. And I'm telling you, if you think you can take care of anyone without money, then you don't, you don't have no family. Praise the Lord. Just forget to buy rose on birthday and the Lord will die out real quick, real quick. As we examine this, these seven reasons, you will see that none of them, not one, not one of them, is race, gender, or nationality. Because the lie the enemy will try to play it in your mind is to make you think that you are a victim because of the injustice that resides in the society we are in. And I will be a liar and a hypocrite if I do not admit that indeed we live in a racist and sexist society. No question. But what's also true is that things are better than they were 20 years ago. Things are better than they were 200 years ago. And like Oprah Winfrey said, and I completely agree with her, that excellence 
is the deterrent to racism and sexism. I believe that. Can I tell you something about racist people? When you become proficient in being able to solve problems for them, they will make an excuse for you. Don't allow the injustice in the society to rob you of your destiny. Like I said in the first service, I was born and raised in Africa. Everybody there black, but there's injustice based on tribe. That's the reality. And then I live in a country, St. Kitts in the West Indies, everybody black, no tribe, but there's such division based on political affiliation. Two parties there, Palm and Labor, and the, and, the, and the Labor woman will not want her son to marry the Palm daughter. Crazy! So you cannot escape injustice. You are just going to have to deal with it. In fact, I have news for you. It is the injustice that makes your story sweeter. But the real testimony is the fact that from where you came from and how you were brought up and from all that you have dealt with, God still blessed you. That was going to make your story sweet. Oh God, am I talking here this morning? We've had 45 presidents. And as you begin to talk about the 45 of them, Barack Obama's name will always come out prominently because you're breaking the curtain. It's going to be the sweetness, the icing on the cake for your story. So the very thing that the enemy designed to trip you, God is going to use to elevate your story because that's how we're going to know that God is with you. Uh -uh. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. For some reason for Proverbs, number one, stinginess. Stinginess. Proverbs eleven twenty four. Let's look at it. Proverbs eleven twenty four. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. That's your Bible. Child of God. You, you, you have to get it. You have to understand that selflessness is the essence of life. That's why none of us want to be married to selfish people. None of us want to be close to selfish people. We are all innately, instinctively selfish because we all want to keep whatever we have because, you know, we, because we all want security. But God said, no, 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 no. The way I designed life, if you go to any seminar, whether in church or out of church, they will tell you the same thing. All of the multimillionaires and billionaires that we have, they are all prodigious givers because God has, has he set it up in such a way that it is he that refreshes that's refreshed praise the lord it, it, it is being a river that you have to re uh. i heard somewhere that an elephant 
eats 140 pounds of manure every day and discharges 100. A cow, 20 pounds and discharges 14. A cat, 0.5 and discharges 0.1. Each one according to their weight, according to their size. If the elephant consumes 140 pounds and discharges 0.1, there will be a problem. Anytime you keep consuming and you don't release, you're on your way to the grave. The reason why we have much of the calamity we have in the world today was because one guy ate everything that came into his hand. You know him, his name is Adam. All of the sin, all of the pain, all of the calamity, all of the heartache, all of the headache, all of the horror, horror all, of the, all of the mess and the filth and the, that, that we see in the world today was because God told him, yes, you can, you can, you can, but that one you cannot, even though it's within your control, because it is calamitous to eat everything that comes within your control. Some things are not meant for your consumption, even though they come into your hands. Because God created you to be a blessing. Abraham, I will bless you. I will make your name great and I will make you a blessing because the cycle of blessing is never complete until I move from just being blessed to being a blessing. Life takes a sour turn if you use all of your time on yourself. Yes, you have to work eight hours. But all of the leisure time that you have, you spend everything on yourself and you're wondering why you feel miserable. You take no time to call somebody to encourage them. No time to visit the prison, talk to somebody. No time to help the motherless. No time to volunteer to help them. No, none. You spend all of your time on yourself and you're wondering why. Pastor, I'm just not feeling miserable. I'm just feeling, I'm not, I'm not just feeling, I'm just feeling, I'm not, I'm not just feeling. That's why. Because joy resides in selflessness. Praise the Lord. You are gifted to be a great singer if you don't walk at it and listen to YouTube and study people who've gone ahead of you and watch how they've inspired crowds, how they move people, how they uh, uh, you're called to be to you're called to to to, to minister, to preach, to you're called to speak if you don't walk at it and study words and the meaning of words and listen to great preachers and and, and listen to how they enunciate, how they inspire. You won't do much with it. Walk. Lazy people become poor because God never gives anybody anything in the refined form. If you, if you put oil the way we get it in the ground and you put it in your car, your car will knock. That's why it's called crude because that's the way God gives anybody any gift, crude form. It takes work for you to work on what's crude so that you refine it 
until it becomes useful. Are you getting it? Somebody say, walk, 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 walk. You got to walk it. You got to walk it. Real well, the people in the church or out of the church, they are all workaholics. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, walk, walk, walk. I can't hear you say, I know you don't like to hear, but walk, 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 walk. Praise the Lord. When we say walk, I don't mean walking for somebody for, 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 for 40 years of your life. No. That's slavery. The friendship between slavery and work. Because nobody, listen to me. Well, I know, listen, I'm an employer, so <laughs> employers don't like me to tell you this. But no employer pays you something unless you're making at least five times for them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's nothing wrong in working for people. I've worked for people much of my life. But there's got a time when, come on, can be an entrepreneur too. Hello. And work for yourself and pay yourself. Right, Do you still love me? Number three, seven biblical reasons for poverty. Number three, pridefulness. James chapter four, verse six. Gotta talk about this. Look at this. He, he there talks about God. Gives more grace to the humble he resists the proud. Let me explain what grace is to you. It's important you understand what grace is. Grace is an invisible coat that God puts on you that makes life work for you. Makes, it makes people like you without any known reason. It makes people use their gift, their talent, and their resources, help you succeed in life. That's grace. May God grace you. May God grace you. May God grace you. I walk into that interview, and I don't even know. That person came to me, and he wasn't even qualified for the job, but I just like it. That's grace. And you grow. We all grow in grace. Over and over again, Paul will pray, I pray that grace be multiplied unto you in his, in his disciples. Because you need a multiplication of grace as you join in life. Are you with me? So the Bible tells us there in James 4 verse 6 that God gives more grace to the humble. Oh God. Oh God. It means that there's some fights you don't need to fight. It means that there's some people you're going to have to learn to say hello to. You don't want to say no hello to them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It means that it's not every time that you have to curse your husband out. Because God's grace is more important to you than the short-lived thing you get by cursing him out. You know, when you curse him out, you feel good initially. Then you feel nasty. Pastor, how do you know? Because I've been there, done that myself. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the grace is far more valuable. So there are some things you're going to have to let go. There's some insults you're going to have to put behind your back because, because, because you are, somebody say grace. grace. Pride is what stops God's promotion in your life because as you get promoted in life, the temptation to be proud becomes intensified. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. They're going to talk to you anyhow because I can. No! There are some things you don't do even though you can. 
Not because you're stupid, but because you want the grace of God. There's a difference between weakness and meekness. Weakness is absence of strength. Meekness is control strength. Yes, you can. Yes, you can get away with it. Yes, no repercussion will come to you. But yes, you need the grace of God. So sometimes you allow people to fool you. They think they're fooling you. You know they think they're fooling you. But you allow them to get away with it because... Uh, Not every fight, not every battle is worth fighting. Some battles you need to ignore. You let fall over, you need, to, you need to develop a thick skin. And not be bothered by that. Nobody can embarrass you without your consent. Oh God, let me, 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 this will be him. Do you hear what I just said? Nobody can put you down unless you allow them to put you down. Embarrassment is a choice. And I don't care how wealthy you are, or how pretty you are, or how gifted you are, there will always be somebody who will say something nasty to you. You are silly if you allow what they say because of their ignorance. Tear down at your self-esteem. Do you still love me? Number four, recklessness. Stinginess, laziness, pridefulness, recklessness. Seven biblical reasons for poverty. Reckless. No boundaries. No structure. Hmm. Praise the Lord. No, no control. Give me the scripture, 2117, please. New Living Translation. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. We all need to have recreation time. It's important. But when you're getting Xbox all night, only teenagers are allowed to play Xbox all night. And that's if their parents didn't catch them. A full grown man playing Xbox all night. Poverty is a consequence, the Bible says. You like basketball, so you play basketball. You are too old for the NBA. <laughs> when Kobe Bryant was playing basketball, he wasn't playing it for leisure. It was playing it for work. You are playing your own for leisure. You are doing basketball. Iroko TV. Iroko TV. All night, Iroko TV. Iroko. Those you are watching on Iroko TV did not get there by watching TV the way you are watching it. You don't get to be watched if you are watching without any control. Yes, we all need recreation, but you, you have to discipline. You have to boundaries. You have to give yourself boundaries, boundaries, because he that loves pleasure will become poor. Number five, hastiness. <clears throat> Proverbs 28, 22. Oh, time is fast, man. Proverbs 28, 22. Hastiness. 
Watch this. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. Impatience robs people of God's best. If a fruit is not ripe and you're too impatient to wait for it to ripe and you pluck it to eat before it becomes ripe and you eat it what was supposed to be sweet is sour now as tragic as that is that's not the most tragic part the most tragic part is when time has not been spent and the fruit is not ready to be plucked to be sweet when you go there there's no more fruit because you don't pluck it before it's time praise the lord i love i love young people coming to my house i do because i want them to see what god will do if you serve the lord i do i just want to inspire them if you serve i don't want them to think only dope dealers have money yes there are dope dealers that have money but please understand these principles we're sharing is for those in the kingdom that's why you cannot compare yourself with those who don't know God because they are governed by a different set of principles the Bible was not written for them. did you know I'm always surprised when you want to call the Bible the Bible 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 was not written for those who don't know God did you know that Epistles, it's there uh, uh, to the to the saints in Ephesus. To the saints, it was written. Those principles are meant for believers, Christians. So we're talking about. So we cannot force it on those who don't know God, because the lie the enemy tells you is, oh, you have some, you know, some. I, I know somebody who is very proud. Oh, that guy is very proud, but you know he has a lot of money. Oh. He asks you to do something and you don't do it. He just slap you, bam! And you think that it's because of his slap that he came into money. You're silly. Because if you slap anybody, you, you will come into jail. Not money, jail is what you come into. Praise the Lord. But I'm telling you, because his kingdom. The, king, the principle by which he operates is different from the one by which you operate in. Praise the Lord. But, but so, so I was telling the young people, let them come to my house, inspire, get inspired, because I want them to get inspired. But don't leave my house and think, oh, Pastor Ayo's house, I, I have to get Pastor Ayo's house uh, next month. No, 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 no. I didn't get that house when I was your age. But I found this. I didn't get out there. Listen, listen. When I first came to this country, I drove cab for seven months. On a good day, I made eighty dollars. Day, the whole day, eighty dollars. You know, if they homeless, I wasn't homeless. I was aboardless. Homeless means you don't have a home. I was no abode. Homeless, <laughs> aboardless. Stay with my friend in the one bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn. He was in the room and I was in the living room. The, the city, that's what you call it, his city was my bed, my five-star hotel bed for seven months. That's 
you you start from the ground yeah let me say in the kingdom of god there are no elevators no escalators i know you are like me when i get to the airport or i get to the, i'm looking for a escalator a, uh, elevator or escalator that's fine because that's not the kingdom of god in the kingdom of god no elevator or escalator steps steps somebody say step good the step of a good man are ordered of the lord god has to allow you climb the steps so that when you get up you are not proud to a cab man because you know you've been there and you've done that and it was god that elevated you praise the lord i didn't have bad credit i had no credit was no credit ask me after service i'll tell you so nobody starts from the top nobody starts from the top you're just going to have to understand that that's it is the principle just walk it and walk it and walk it and the god of grace will take you to where you belong praise the lord let me move on quickly number six stubbornness Proverbs 13, 18, New Living Translation. Stubbornness. <coughs> Proverbs 13, 18. This is important. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. Hello. Let me tell you something. Don't miss this. <coughs> God does not have angels to use to criticize you. He has only humans. And because people are human, what they are saying will be reflected through their humanity. It has to be. If all of us preach this message, we will preach it differently because we're all different. The same message, different. For gospel. We are so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come to your home, your office, or wherever it is you're viewing this broadcast. Now, if you don't know Jesus, can I pray with you? Just say this simple prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come and be my Lord. I receive you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, please call to let us know. Our phone number is on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Or if you want us to pray with you concerning anything, we would love to agree with you in prayer. But be kind to go onto our website, call into our church office, let us hear from you. We would love to pray with you. Additionally, if the message has been a blessing to you and you want the message in its entirety for a small donation to the ministry, we will rush the CD or the DVD to you. Colin, let us know. We'll get it down to you. And if you're ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you fellowship with us at Grace International Church. Look forward to seeing you. And remember these words from Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the B part says, And we who have received abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness shall rule and reign in Christ Jesus. We will be back at this same station at this same time next week to bring you more word from the Lord. We love you. God bless you.